0: Folks, welcome into episode 16 of The Fellowship. It, oh, playing the uh, the. Playing jugs. the old rye whiskey flute, if, yes. you, if, if you don't mind. My name is Adam Hawk, Ryan Engel. We are Nation Golf. This is The Fellowship. It has been a while since we have filmed an episode, and there's a reason for that. And we want to get into the reasoning behind that, Um, and there's a lot to catch everybody up on. So this episode is the state of nation. You know, there's the state of the union, this is the state of nation. There is so much to talk about in terms of what's going on with ourselves and what's going on with this company, and I think we should start with our GoFundMe. We're,
1: we're, We're really looking for some donations. Yeah. Um, so uh, go ahead and smash that like and subscribe button Mm -hmm. and uh, head over to GoFundMe
0: um, and uh, Adam's kids need some, what what did you need help with? Right now, nothing. (laughs) They just need to go to bed on time and listen to their mother and everything will be good. But, okay, so we we do have a lot to talk about and let's get right into it. Um, I recently got a new job. I work for the SCGA, the Southern California Golf Association. Um, I have not been totally outward about that new position just because I'm trying to learn it. I'm trying to grasp it and I'm not into the whole self-promotion. Um, I also thought that there might be some perception that Nation is failing if I have to go out and get another job. That is not the case at all. I have always maintained other employment while working at Nation and working with Ryan. Um, I was the executive producer of the Jim Rome show when I first came on to Nation, stopped doing that, and the plan was always to get another Uh, gig. Oh, (laughs) rugula. Chocula. (laughs) Uh, Wow, I must be comfortable with my uh, departure from Rome if I'm doing an imitation of him. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so I do have new employment. Uh, It is a golf job. I'm very excited about it, and I don't want that to sound any alarm bells that Nation is going under. Again, not to be redundant. It was always the plan for me to have another job while doing this one. And Ryan, you yourself uh, do other things besides Nation. You are a world-renowned surfboard shaper. So we not only make money off of this company, but we make money off of other endeavors. And your other endeavor is uh, shaping surfboards. So it's not uncommon for us to do other things while doing Nation, correct?
1: Also a motivational speaker and... um, Life coach. Life coach. Yeah, one of the best life coaches. um, And... uh, advocate for online golf instruction
0: yes you're huge into that
1: big influencer they say
0: yeah um i believe you once posted a picture of yourself and said i'm not an influencer just a bad influence yeah well which is uh very tomato tomato it's apropos it's spot on but anyway i do have a new job guard and uh that job has uh taken a lot of my attention lately so we've been unable to film the show it's taken all that is not um, mo- mm, a lot okay whatever yeah anyway i'm very excited to be a part of the southern california golf association for a number of reasons uh this association has been around since 1899 they do a ton of good work there's a lot of history there um i'm now editing the magazine for magazine which is a magazine that you and i were featured in once um and, and- so It doesn't seem like we're going to get featured again. Well, that would be a conflict of interest. As you speak through your cigar, no one could understand what you just said. You did just say, it doesn't look like we're going to get featured again.
1: Adam, let's drink up and be somebody. This is the Ammunition Straight Rye Whiskey, finished in Pinot Noir barrels. Yeah! Shout out to our boys at Ammunition, official sponsor of the 14th annual Nation Desert Classic, celebrating... The 50th anniversary of the life description
0: how cool is that so uh, folks this is ammunition whiskey our new friends andy and bill are the founders they are an official sponsor as ryan mentioned of the 14th annual nation desert classic andy
1: sure seems like a fun guy love
0: he? andy can't wait to go see him we're picking up a lot of whiskey so anyone coming out to the tournament is going to be drinking ammunition all weekend long we're very excited about that their whiskey will be at the draft party their whiskey will be at the tournament and their whiskey will be at the awards dinner we are drinking ammunition right now we're excited about it we can't wait to tell you more about it at a future date um but yeah speaking of the 14th annual nation desert classic we are a mere one month away from the tournament to end all tournaments the scramble of all scrambles the uh most infamous meet up in the desert at indian wells country club Um, and this one has to be extra special for you. We are celebrating the 50th year of your grandfather's tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just feel like this one is really geared towards family for a Mm -hmm. number of reasons. Um, this is the 50th anniversary of your grandfather's tournament. We will absolutely have Rich Engel in our thoughts the entire time. He was Mm -hmm. a big part of the Lycan scramble and a big part of the nation desert classic and this new format where everyone enters as a single and they're drafted to a team is going to foster, encourage, and uh, downright force people to interact with each other and play with each other. And Beginning bes- of a new era. It's the beginning of a new era. And uh, we're excited about it. What are you looking forward to with the 14th Annual Nation Desert Classic?
1: I'm looking forward to the... Um, Two days that follow it, um, when the tents, banners are packed up, the goodie bags and the gear which I bring out there is somewhat um, minimized, Mm -hmm. and I'm walking barefoot in the uh, fairways solo in the late afternoons under the beautiful San Rosa Mountains, and uh, soaking in the success of a very stressful um but worthwhile um kind of tradition in my family you mm-hmm. know and um I live and die for the tournament and uh we put in a lot of blood sweat and tears to put it on the day is filled with so much um emotion and energy and just like good vibes and absolute just gluttony and debauchery in the very best way that the uh the come down is real and um being out there for a few days uh, post-tournament is, you know, well, tongue-in-cheek, but uh, really what I look forward to most.
0: <laughs> so, to uh, paraphrase, Ryan is looking forward to all of his invited guests leaving yeah. the area mm-hmm. so he can be alone. And it's de- like when
1: conference. Sinatra calls the cops on his own party, you know, like, loved the party, loved inviting, loved everyone there, Done don't let the door get chill the way out. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> Very good. So... so yeah. We're excited for that tournament, um, it's going to be fantastic and there's a lot of great people coming out and a tradition that's gone on for 14 years will continue um, in uh, in that vein. There's also some other cool stuff happening around here. Uh, we did just drop a brand new uh, t-shirt collection with our good friend Maddie Higgins. Maddie Higgins did a tattoo flash sheet for Nation Golf. Mm. We turned that flash sheet into t-shirts. Um, this isn't a sales pitch by any means, but it always means a lot for us to be able to collaborate with good friends and yeah. to get their art on stuff that we're doing. So, um, we do have a new collection of hard collar polos coming out, but before that we did just drop a brand new collection of t-shirts. And before we did that, we dropped a new, uh, toque, which is Canadian for beanie and the toque we named after Joe Etter. Mm-hmm. Joe Etter is a caddy for Patton Kazire. Patton Kazire is a, uh, great tour pro and, uh, Joe hit us up and said, Fellas, I've got these 7 a.m. tea times. It's freezing outside. I love wearing your visors, but I'm going to need a beanie for the West Coast Swing and some of these early tea times in Florida.
1: And we delivered.
0: We delivered. Literally delivered. Hand delivered. I think I drove from Hollywood to San Clemente to get them and then back to Santa Monica to deliver no, them. No, you made me meet you in Irvine in the wee hours of the night. And not just the wee hours of the night. We met during a thunderstorm. hail Hailstorm. Hailstorm, thunderstorm got the beanie. That wasn't a sign. Yeah. Delivered them to Joe. Joe wore the wore the beanie at Riviera and he most famously wore it at the Players Championship where Joe Etter was prominently featured on television wearing the Jeter tour toque as I Patton and Joe sized up their tee shot on the uh, very famous, very gimmicky, uh, very um, overexposed uh 17 Island Green at, uh, people call it Pete Dye's Masterpiece, I think we call it, uh, Didn't his wife design that hole? His wife did design that hole. Yeah. Um, that that course is, uh, it's a joke. That tournament is not the fifth major at all. Hmm. Um, if there was a fifth major, it would be called a major. And uh, our boy Steve Elkington would have two more majors to his name. It's not the fifth major. There's no such thing as the fifth major. No. Um, but Jedder did wear that, uh, the toque at, at is the Is that the, how you pronounce it? Toque. Toque. Duke, Canadian for Beanie. Patrick knows what I'm talking about. Um, so that was really cool. How about Patton putting our sticker on the bottom of his bag and on his yardage book? Not Joe's yardage book on his I don't own. know if we want
1: to advertise that much because, you know, he obviously has some uh, bigger obligations. And I think maybe perhaps staying under the radar a little bit could benefit both parties in the long term
0: well here's the thing and i respect where you're coming from you've got Patton's best interest in mind I so do i but i don't think Patton would be putting our sticker on his yardage book in front of a bunch of television cameras if he felt like it was anything less than completely above board yep. and what i will say about it before we move on is there is something about a guy who can make all sorts of money in the world putting all sorts of sponsorships over everything that he does and choosing ours and doing it because he believes in what we're doing
1: i think i think there's, I would like to think that there's a little bit of that. Um, what I get more from it, which I find even more heartwarming, is I think he, and I'm hypothetically speaking for him, <laughs> um, I think that he likes the fact that we are supporting Joe, and I think it's like his way of supporting Joe. That's cool. And I, I think that's rad. Yeah. You know? um, because the thing that people don't, And you know what the the golf media has kind of touched on it in recent years a little bit more but that caddy player relationship is massive Mm -hmm. you know it's so important and uh man you got to mesh with with that guy or gal you know to find harmony
0: Yeah. yeah let alone
1: success yeah you know what i mean and and uh i believe in those those guys i think they got something brewing and uh you know they got back together because they did get to the promised land together at one point and i sent them a message just like you did um, recently and i i told those boys i said dude you you guys are s- close i can smell it all of us are behind you and if you do it we're on the red high out there and hold on to your britches because uh, <laughs> yeah. we want to be part of that celebration so uh, absolutely um it's it's really neat to be a part of this uh, yeah. for me I, I i think you feel the same way yeah um it's just you know, we're trying to build something slow and organic in the right way and to have anybody kind of uh, uh, get along board. It, it's it's a family deal, you know? And, no doubt. And uh, yeah, just, dude, flicking on TV and seeing The Smoking Tom on a pro's yardage book, it's just like.
0: Pfft. It's super cool. And you not know? just a pro's yardage book, but the right pro. Yeah. We got so lucky with Joe and Patton, beyond lucky, because you and I have talked about in. There ain't a lot
1: of pros left that kind of fit our pedigree
0: absolutely and that's what i was gonna get at is these guys are special they're a dying breed they're in it for the right reason they're super cool they're down to earth and i don't think you and i see ourselves in a lot of tour pros and for us to just like luckily get like the tour the two tour people that get us the tour 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 yeah uh, we're we're thrilled. We're excited, and uh, we couldn't be working with two cooler guys than Joe and Patton. So che- cheers to cheers to all absolutely to, to Joe yeah. and Patton. To it's see- been an emotional day.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, so emotions are flowing. Yeah, it's all good things. Circular.
0: Yeah. So this uh, brings us to something else. Um, Ryan and I have been in the office today since six in the morning. We showed up early to do an East Coast podcast, which means they're three hours ahead of us. Uh, we were on the Technically Golf podcast, which is produced by group chat golf memes run by Sonny and Chuba Watson. Tongue twister. Yes. And um, Sonny and Chubba wanted to have us on their podcast to...
1: Entrap us into
0: being haters. Into digging our own grave more than we already did. Nice try, guys. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Um, we posted a video recently of episode three of the fellowship just a quick snippet of ryan giving his current take on not golf per se but golf instagram and it was well received by the people that follow us and hated on a lot by the people that don't and you and i had a very candid conversation that we can make public now because we talked about it on the technically golf podcast and we will talk about it now where we probably took ourselves out of context and some people missed the message and if you don't know what we're talking about just go to our instagram there's a video in which ryan talks about how golf right now has been glorifying the bad parts the people running each other with golf carts chugging s- slim can seltzers and kind of making a mockery of the game just to get some clickbait fame on instagram and after seeing it Just in so much volume and so much repetition, we had just kind of had enough. And so we sat down and we just like, we aired it out. We posted the video. It was well-received by our followers. And then a lot of other people didn't even bother to listen to what you were saying, but just kind of assumed like, oh, these guys are the old fuddy-duddy gatekeepers who don't want new people coming to the course. And that's not it at all. Unfortunately, we live in a time where
1: we're being programmed without knowing it that when you hear something that you disagree with you have to take sides and jump to conclusions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And frankly it's sad. You know? Because I was you know cast a racist and a I was called every fucking name in the book from that video. You know? And I had to share it with a couple of my friends who are, you know, um who I confide in and in, in their minorities in their own right and they're affiliated with a couple of the people who made those comments and stuff and I didn't do anything public with it. I just deleted the comments and get away and just screenshotted the person, sent it to them, just been like, Hey, just wanna let you know this guy's saying this about me. I deleted it, keep it quiet. Just want it to be known that like, hey, this you know, that ain't cool. You know and clearly if you listen to it and yeah I have a horrible way of articulating my message at times um, and it comes off very um, old school Um, but the heart's there I'm not deterring anyone from anything Um, I just you know if people have all the right in the world to make fun of my pants just like I can make fun of your shorts Right. just you know pull your britches up a little bit uh, keep scrolling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Life's gonna be okay. Um, enjoy the memes I'm making fun of. Yeah. You know? Right. If you like that, good for you. I don't have to like that. Right. right you know what right, I mean? Right. Like, uh, I'm a purist. I like the old smells and sounds of golf. That doesn't mean that I don't think anyone else. I, I wanna educate those who are coming to the game now that, hey, the classic shit's cool too. Like, you can have a little bit of that and a little bit of this too. It's not all one way. It, That's not the fucking point. The point is, is that the media, the social media, there's a lot of garbage out there to sit through, you know? And we're plugged into it. I was sick of it. I went on a little rant. Maybe I didn't fucking say it the best way I could have. Life goes on, man.
0: Yeah. Now, I don't even think that you said it poorly or or it was not articulated well. I just think, like you said, people had an idea in their head before they got to the video.
1: I ain't apologizing for nothing.
0: Right. And they thought that, hey, maybe I'm being personally attacked or someone I know is being personally attacked. It was more just like, look. It's funny. The people who felt that way personally attacked me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: like. I wasn't talking to you, dog, but now you're talking to me. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Now, we did candidly have you know, some people slide into our DMs, and we made peace because we're not gatekeepers. We're in it for that. And we're not exclusive. It's just more like we have our way of doing it, and on the polar opposite extreme of what we talked about, meme culture, making car girl jokes over and over again, looking for clickbait ways to get attention to your golf account, constantly reposting the same content, running each other over the golf carts, drinking shitty seltzers, like just kind of turning the game into like this frat party. That's, that's what it was about. Mm. And if anyone felt like targeted by that, it wasn't, it probably wasn't about you. And one of the uh, accounts that had an issue with it, um, we made peace with and that's calamari airlines and i just want to say calamari airlines is um very close to people that we are close to we have nothing against calamari airlines we had a wonderful discussion offline about what we were trying to say and they completely understood and heard us out they felt like we were attacking guys like youngbowski and youngbowski is not only someone that we support and are all about uh despite the fact that we have insane differences on how we go about it but he's a friend of ours. He's been on the show before. Let it be known. When
1: my mattress wears out, <laughs> I'm going straight to the firm. I'm asking for the Bowski, and I am upgrading my sleep situation without
0: question. As Bowski would say, you're going to unjunk your sleep.
1: That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. So big love to Bowski and Cool Bus Colin and, you know, Jared and. And like, Calamari. Like, I mean, I told the dude, I was just like, look. Mistakes are made, you know, Mm. but we'll laugh about this someday and the first rounds on me You
0: You know, know what was interesting is when I was talking with calamari airlines um, We realized very quickly that we have a common enemy and I think a lot of people have the same enemy It's the people that are coming to this game for the wrong reasons. They're coming for the clout. They're coming for the fame they're coming to turn it into a frat party because that stuff, you know, It's more sensational on Instagram. We live in
1: a me, me, me world.
0: Right, right. And so when we discussed this with Calamari, they were like, hey, dude, we hate that shit, too. And it's like, Mm -hmm. perfect. We apologize if our message was conveyed Mm -hmm. in the wrong reason. We went on a podcast this morning where we talked to a very prominent meme account. And we are kind of an anti-meme brand. But these guys are our buds, too. And it's like we all... And I told them it's not about grown men can disagree. Yeah. And it's not about coexisting. Coexisting isn't good enough. It's about being friends. And like we are legitimately friends with the people that we disagree with and we I am more mean to my friends <laughs> than anyone. <laughs> right. Because you feel the most comfortable with them. Yeah. So I guess what what we would say is like that video um while we're not apologizing for it, we just want to offer more context to it. And if you felt personally attacked by it, um, unless you're the type of people that are sitting around just reposting garbage memes and telling people to tag your foursome and running each other over the golf carts and chugging slim can seltzers, that wasn't about you. It was about this barstool stoolification of golf. It was about, hey, all these post COVID people are coming into golf, let's capture them as quickly as possible and just spin them up with all this horrible comedy that isn't funny at all and just denigrate the game. That was our target. It wasn't you. Go dress the way you want, play the way you want, just understand, like, we've got our style, you've got yours, and we're probably hating on the same people as you.
1: Mm. Would you agree with that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Okay, so another reason why we haven't done an episode of The Fellowship in a long time, is because Nick started
1: Smith... started a GoFundMe page.
0: Nick Smith, our former producer, our cameraman... He uh, quit. Well... Like me, <laughs> like me, he went and got a 9-to-5 job. Unlike me, he didn't know how to balance the two. Yeah. And uh, Nation no longer has room in his life. Now, I will say, we love Nick Smith. We particularly love Dick, Dick Smith. Smith. Dick Smith is Nick Smith with a couple of uh, drinks in him. Yeah. And Dick Smith is uncontrollable. He warned us once on on location at a photo shoot in La Quinta, California, that hey guys, if I have a couple of hard drinks, I turn into Dick Smith. And we said,
1: a couple of hard drinks here, please. And the legend lives
0: on. Yeah, and he wasn't lying. He absolutely turned into Dick Smith. Uh, he. We loved every second of we, it. We did um everyone went back to the house uh dick smith stayed at the bar and then dick smith wanted to bring some desert strange back to the house and uh we at the house had agreed that's probably not the best idea so i had to become i I, you know nick smith turns into dick smith adam turned into datum and i had to get on the phone with uh, dick smith and tell him please come home abort mission and please come home alone yeah (laughs) and uh i believe dick smith accused me of uh, being a blocker of some sorts. Mm. Um, I don't want to say it because my parents listen to this, mm. um, but he accused me of blocking what he was trying to accomplish that night. Um, when Dick Smith finally came home alone, uh, he woke up the next morning and was Nick Smith again, and we were able to tell Nick that Dick was a huge dick. I liked it. Yeah,
1: well, was we, fun. We it was did. great. Good times.
0: Now, how are we filming this episode without Nick Smith? Well, there are two reasons why. Reason number one is Mr. Engel went on and uh, purchased a lot of camera gear himself, wired up the place for sound, did an incredible job. It pains me to compliment Ryan because he gets so many of them in his life. but What? He, no, you, you've got a lot of people that are like, this dude's the best, he's the funniest, I love him and everything. Well, not this week. And no. uh, And anyway, you did a fantastic job. You rearranged the studio, you wired it for sound, you bought cameras, you did a bunch of stuff. It's incredible. Great job.
1: And I rearranged the
0: furniture. You did? Yeah. Yes.
1: Which also means more than one thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Bumping uglies <laughs> in your <laughs> parents' basement, yeah. all that good stuff. You know,
1: sheet karate. Two yes. Two inch trouble storm.
0: Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Nick not only took himself out of the equation, he took his equipment. So yeah. you uh, went on to eBay, Google, Amazon, all the different I shopped, spots. I shopped till I dropped.
1: Um, and I got the best I could get given the budget in hand knowing that who you're segueing to, um, could fill in the void with some real stuff. Yes. And I think we made a good bit of salad. Um, there's always room for improvement, but,
0: uh, Thank you for the compliment. You're welcome. Um, You did a great job. I did the best I could. You did a wonderful job. Uh, Ryan is very good with uh, his hands, and I don't mean that sexually, because I wouldn't know, but he's very good. He shapes surfboards, he's a handyman, he fixes everything around the office, he put up the wood paneling, he decorated, he rearranged, he wired it for sound. A jack of all trades, if you will. Now, all of this equipment still needs to be operated by someone and the episodes still need to be edited by someone and we didn't have anyone to do that and we sure as hell weren't gonna learn, we're busy. So what we did is we God cast God. <laughs> a wide, we, uh, we put it out on the internet and said we're looking for a new cameraman. Um, we got uh, hundreds, if not thousands of responses, I believe. Thousands of responses. We did a lot of face- Tens of hundreds. Yep. A lot of FaceTime, a lot of Zoom interviews, extensive national search. One guy- A lot of pizza. A lot of pizza. One guy drove down to the office. He's a local. He said, hey, I'm in the golf space, I like what you guys are doing, I film a lot of stuff myself. I think he
1: said, I kind of like what you guys are
0: doing. Yeah, well, actually, his words were, I have no idea what you guys are doing, (laughs) but but I I, I can film you. And uh, I believe our response was, you're hired. Yeah. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are very, very proud to introduce the man behind the scenes who's going to take off his headset and come sit down on this couch with us, Mr. Patrick Hardy. Yes, sir! Patrick, come on down! Yes, hey, make sure to edit in a lot of applause <laughs> Good to see it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. Now, I'll, I, I gotta ask you, do you feel like you're in shot right now? Yep. Okay. <laughs> great. Okay, wonderful. Thanks for it. Um, we just met Patrick, but we're very happy that he's here. Um, he looks like the way I used to look when, before I met you and uh, when I lived in Skin. Seattle. Skinny, hipster, covered in tattoos, all the good stuff that I like. My wife saw a picture of you yesterday and said, wow, he looks cool. I wish you still dressed like that. Anyway. What does she say about me? (laughs) She loves you. Does she, though? Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She does. Welcome. She doesn't watch the show, so I'm not worried about it. She does not watch the show at all. My kids watch it. Do you blame her? No. Uh, As Craig Dunlap said when he was guest hosting, uh, Craig sat down once and he goes, ladies and gentlemen scratch that no ladies are watching this (laughs) gentlemen i'm craig dunlap it was great so anyway no she doesn't watch um but patrick thanks for being here yeah thanks for having and uh thank you for agreeing to film this show and be its new producer yeah Mm.
2: i'm excited about just the opportunity and different guests Riley was amazing, Bradford.
1: Yeah, Yeah. can't Um, wait to get to that episode.
0: Right, so we do have an episode in the can with Bradford Wilson, which is what Patrick was referring to, and uh, we will be uh, debuting that right after this. We just wanted to update everyone on what we're doing. I got a new job, Ryan's been busy rearranging, Uh, Joe Edder's been pimping our gear, and uh, Patrick Hardy is here, and we got a bunch of new clothes and a tournament coming up. So there's so much to get downloaded on. But uh, Patrick is here, and uh, he speaks very loudly. He broadcasts very well, so maybe <laughs> we want to turn these mics down. Yeah. <laughs> you are a quiet I, guy. I can not talk loud. But. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Yes. We haven't yeah. seen it yet, yeah. but, but we're excited. Yeah. A little bit about your background in golf.
2: Yeah, so I started when I was about 12 or 13 years old, um, kind of a little muni course. Actually, before that, there's just a big uh, open space in our back yard. I uh, grew up in apartments. So there's massive open space, and I just had a bucket and a chip. Um, I think it was a sandwich. That's pitching. And all day long, twin ten, 12 years old, just knocking balls into the hole, everybody cool. into the that bucket. That's cool. When I got old enough, my mom would drop me off at the par three course, and I would just play for hours until you know the sun went down.
1: Shout out to par three
2: courses. Yes. So good. honestly,
1: like they need to be more polarized, in my opinion. Yeah. More in polarized or publicized? Publicized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you can do words good. That's great. Do words good. Yeah. Do words. Yes. But just, you know, let me take it from here. Yeah. Uh, Part three <laughs> courses. So important. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Especially for, for like, junior golf.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You it's know, it's a wonderful uh, place to learn. And
1: not only that, for like, anyone who's just an avid golfer, just keep that driver at bay and just go out there and hit some iron shots. Oh yeah. God, there's some beauty in
2: that. Dial it in. And that that kind of leads me to what I did next, which was high school. Mm. And dialing in the short game was like huge. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we hit a decent drive, but then if you can't finish it, right. you know, that's that's yeah. where you lose everything, you lose yeah. your strokes, even yeah. putting. Yeah. Yeah. Putting, a lot of people just don't understand putting. Right. They're like, I can hit it 320 yards, okay, but can you yeah. hit, you know, a 4-footer? No. I mean, right. That's that's the problem. Six, eight feet, and that's like where you want to be. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'll tell you this. I completely agree with you about the importance of par three courses. And my return to golf in my 20s was completely revolved around par three courses. Rancho Park par three and Los Feliz par mm-hmm. three. I was at one of those courses at least three or four times a week. Wow. This is before I had kids. I'd go out there all the time. I had a Sunday bag. It had a pitching wedge, a nine iron, and a putter. And I am so confident in my short game because of the par 3 courses that I will tell you right now. One of the next episodes that we want to film is Ryan and I and Cole Young playing Los Feliz par 3. Talk about the history of the course and go play it. I am so confident. I I have no confidence in my golf game at all except (laughs) at par 3 courses. I will bet you money straight up that I'll beat you at a par 3 course. How much? How much? How much do you want to play for? Well, you're the one in the hole. I mean, I know
1: your wife doesn't watch this right now. But, <laughs> take it easy. Um, you know. That's the dark game. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I will bet you $100 that I'll beat you straight up at a par 3 first. $100 million. I don't need strokes. Yeah. I don't need anything.
1: I'll take that bet all day.
0: Okay, let's do it. Yeah. So that's what we want to do next, Patrick, is we want to go out and have you film Cole yeah. and Ryan. I'd like you know, to add some cheese to that bet. <laughs> More cheese.
1: And I will make a separate on top of $50 bet that you will at least shank the ball one time.
0: Okay. Done. (laughs) Done. By the way, a Part 3 courses, you're hitting off of mats. It's really hard to shank.
1: Incorrect. The mats create a rebound effect on um, miscontact, and they actually promote a shank more than grass. Fun known fact. Take it from me, online golf instructor. Okay. Life coach.
2: What I learned is that you could take a bottle cap, even just like a a water bottle cap, Mm -hmm. and it's like a tee. Mm-hmm. For those little mats. And it takes off the the contact to the ground. That so is a, a pro tip! Pro tip. Remember when I did that
1: to you when we were doing the chipping game in yeah, the I office?
0: Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: He's very- like, how are you getting the ball so high? And I was like, you idiot, I'm putting a cap under
0: the ball. So we were in the office and we were trying to hit off of the ground, which mm-hmm. is like concrete. Yeah and try to knock something off of a uh, four-cabinet file cabinet. So we're talking like five feet in the air. Getting a lot of work done. And <laughs> yeah, and I could barely get the ball off the ground because it was such a tight line. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ryan couldn't get the ball off the ground either, and we were like, we're going to be here all night trying to do this. And then all of a sudden his ball starts flying up and up and up, and I'm like, what is going on here, you know? And then he's like, you idiot, I've been putting it on a water bottle cap this entire time. Um, so If you ain't cheating you ain't trying. trying that'll be our next episode los Feliz part three with cole young i'm gonna beat you for 100 well don't bucks. say
1: that we don't know if that'll be the exact next but we plan on doing it. have you been to los Feliz part three i haven't been there been okay so
0: time. it's a wonderful place a lot of history they uh shot uh scenes from swingers the movie yeah, there okay. um peter livingston and john favreau go out and play around there and <clears throat> on top of that they have you're driving through like a hipster neighborhood, like vegan restaurant here vintage clothing boutique here and like right in the middle of all of that there's this sign that comes out of the ground that goes up in the air and it just says three par golf and you're like Whoa. and you drive into a parking lot that has like 14 spaces in it and you go up to a starter who's in a shack that's no wider than the chair i'm sitting in and you pay seven dollars and in the middle of the second most populated city in the world you get nine of the most beautiful par three wow. holes just going through like the woods and you're like am i in la right now it sure as hell doesn't feel like it that's cool the longest hole in the golf course is 120 yards it's the ninth hole wow. the green on that ninth hole is the size of this table oh i've never hit it and i have played that <laughs> course like a hundred times that's crazy now my- See, that's
2: that's what orange County's missing right is playable par threes you're right
0: and courses that are Affordable. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean the fact that LA County courses are like seven You know and under I mean around that like even for juniors. Yeah, like my son to go play. It's like you know, At least 10 to 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah at a part three When, when we were right, kids right. When we were
1: kids if you had a student ID of any kind any city You could play in the afternoons at San Clemente Uni for a dollar.
0: Wow Bring that what back. A, what yeah an awesome, What an awesome
1: thing, you know, yeah I mean we would go, rip a foursome and go out there and just learn the ropes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh man that was cool. That was that was a huge deal for us. And even Ben Brown's back in the day used to do a similar thing. Wasn't quite a dollar, it was something else. But dog. it like came with a hot dog and a coke. Oh my gosh. You know, and it was a, it's a nine hole executive yep. course, which it for nine-hole executive course, Ben Brown's is pretty luxury, in my opinion. I agree.
0: Um, That's very nice. You know, you yeah. can
1: you can hit some lumber there. We you should know? go play there after this. Yes. Hey, you know, I got my clubs in the car. Yeah, <laughs> me too. The but anyways, to yeah, the, the, uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. The par three thing, there's there's a uh, there's a culture to that um, that I think is huge for the next generation of golfers. Agreed. You know, because yeah. um, look, golf's popular now, and man in this day and age to to clog up these courses and take five hours out of your day to go play yeah that's tough to do yeah, yeah. you yeah. talk driving eating you know door to door that's a day
0: it's a day yeah. and we're all married and we all have kids <laughs> yeah. and it's not very conducive to a good marriage which is why the part three course is fantastic. Well, like Cole mm-hmm.
1: Young famously said, you gotta earn that
0: now. And then Cole mm-hmm. Young didn't earn it and yeah. he didn't I show up to you called him out. Yep, that. yep. He didn't show up to a lot of things we invited him to. Yeah. Because Cole didn't put the time in. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Metalwood Studio, the hypocrite of all hypocrites. <laughs> Patrick, um We'll what? make
1: that a sound right. bite and get a bunch of people hating on us.
0: What made you decide to take the gig with us? Because uh, like a... we know it wasn't us. <laughs>
2: You know, no, I, I like I said in the interview and in the, in the conversation we had, it was like I just really appreciate what you're doing for the sport. Um, well, oh, like we call the, it a game, yeah, the game, yeah, thank you. Yeah. The uh, the vintage aspect of it, um, I mean, I grew up listening to Dean Martin, you know, mm-hmm. um, Frank Sinatra, all those guys, my mom was obsessed with them, uh, and so just that culture, that lifestyle, like the Palm Springs vibe, and all that, I just I appreciate that. That's awesome, and then on the other side of things, with just like Opening up the or re-in, reintroducing people to that. Mm. Yeah. I think that was the, the other thing. That yeah. Was...
1: Yeah. Because there, you know, there's there's definitely somewhat of a dark cloud over a lot of the history of golf as far as where it's at now moving forward and, you know, um, being more in- inclusive.
0: Which it should be. Yeah. And that's not to say that it was, in fact, then. It just has no, a I reputation mean, that we're trying we,
1: to. We had this conversation earlier how, like, it seems like nowadays people jump onto things in more of a negative way to, like, if a couple bad things happen, then all of it was bad then, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily true, you know? Um, and yeah, we can always learn from all that stuff, but one thing you can't take away is the style in which things were done in that era was cool as shit, in my yeah. opinion. And that's that's basically what we're trying to yeah. carry on
2: and, and instill.
1: and. And hopefully uh, influence into people, and they can make their own expressions out of it, you know? Yeah. I think
2: um, one thing that I think is brought up in our conversation when I first got here was um, it's almost like you're putting on a uniform to play. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, you're just coming off the street or whatever. It's like you've chosen to, to be in yeah. this uniform. It's like for your Sunday's best. Yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I personally just wear whatever I kind of— Wear. What comes—yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I wear what's comfortable. Yeah. But I also like to put on a uniform, like I say, like mm-hmm. to go out and do things like the, you know, we the mobbin tournaments. Like everybody tries to dress in mobbin, mm-hmm. like the tournaments you guys put on. Everybody tries to dress that way, and so I love that kind of aspect. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, no, great point. Um, you're super into golf too. Yeah, which is part of the reason why, like, you know, again, we had like a stack of 700 resumes, and we were like, <laughs> let's just put this one at to the top because. You love golf. I And we love golf. And I think a lot of people think we might hate golf because, <laughs> we, because we don't like golf Instagram. And yeah. they're two completely different things. Um, but you love golf. Yes. And you've been playing. You learned at the apartment complex, mm-hmm. just hitting a sandwich. That's That's super cool. I can't wait to, to go out and play with you. Yep. Not that I give a shit, but what is your handicap? I, if I had to pick one right now, i would be 16 or 18. You're picking? You don't know? I don't have one. Well, so my average... is
2: better. 18 to 16.
0: Okay. Well, I would say you should sign up at the SCGA.org. I've been told. For any yeah. handicap. I've been told. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're playing right now at a
1: three? I think so. Um, yeah, you know, it, the, the the way it updates now is, is different, you mm-hmm. know? But that being said, you know, because there's all those, you know, critics out there yeah. about... Mechanics and swing, and what your index should look like the way you play and stuff. I think you said it best, you know, after we had started to play a lot more mm-hmm. rounds together. You know, I'm my swing is self made with a lot of my, you know, actual hang ups physically, you know, injuries, whatnot, and just muscle memory from being somewhat self taught. You know, I was was shown the ropes early on and the old school mechanics, and I just kind of did it all myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And with that came, you know, a getting away with it kind of action, Mm. Um, but I've owned it, and you said it best. You're just like, man, you know, you, you hit it pretty good and stuff, but you just make a lot of pars from everywhere. This guy
0: scrambles his balls <laughs> off. Yeah, and if so you watch his content on Tips from the Tips. Yeah, he is playing every second wow. shot from the rough or under a tree. tree yeah. yeah, and then you look at his scorecard and it's like he shot seventy four yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: I just there's no I pictures just, on the
0: scorecard. It's you like know, you know, said isn't? the right. short game yeah.
1: thing. You just you <laughs> some guys have a knack for the hole, mm-hmm. and some guys have a knack for a pretty swing. You yeah. know, and, and I was just. I just have the, the hustle gene, I guess, to... And, and I, I love, like, I could never go and hit balls or work on my swing or sit with a coach. I, I don't have the patience as a man hmm. to do that. Um, I love putting, but I could never practice it because anyone who's ever spent 40 minutes putting, you're backwards. Yeah. You know, you can't practice putting, or at least I can't. Yeah. But man, you put me at a bitch and chipping facility mm. with a cool groovy old school wedge mm-hmm. I could sit there all flip day. I really could. Yeah. I love the short game. Mm-hmm. I love how like a bunker shot is an aggressive swing. I think that is just there's an art to that. I love it. Um, I love the challenge of trying to be artistic with the way you where you want to leave the ball and you see the like to me, the closer I get to, to the hole, the game just starts becoming more fun for me, you know? And, yeah. And probably to uh, my own Achilles heel, you know, that's why I drive the ball all over the place mm. and have a horrible iron game, you know? So, <laughs> it is yeah. what it is, you yeah. know? Uh, but, man, I just love golfing the ball like the old-timers say, you know?
0: Golfing your ball. I just yeah. love that. Yeah, you absolutely. Know?
1: Yep. Um, um,
0: I also do not have a pretty swing but I also do not have a knack for the holes. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great putter. But thank you very much. I, I do appreciate you saying that, because if someone were to ask me what is your favorite part of the game, I live to putt. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love putting.
1: Putting is where the money is
0: made, dude. I cannot wait to get to the green and hit a putt. Okay. Die
2: for show, putt for dough. No.
0: That's it. That's mm-hmm. What's your favorite part of the game?
2: Um, probably the same. Probably uh, I've learned... I'm a visual person, mm-hmm. so that landing the ball, anything chip shot or putting, mm-hmm. like I'm visually seeing that, mm-hmm. yeah, where I wanted to hit, where I wanted to stop, you know, yeah. that that whole thing. So, yeah, as long as I can get to within 20, 30 yards, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the, the best. What, I love that.
0: What I also love is like, you think the closer you are to the green, like the less there is to do. Like, okay, I'm gonna pull a certain kind of wedge here and do this, but like there's so many different ways to skin a cat. And And the stakes are higher. The stakes are higher because you can make four strokes within 20 yards when you just hit like, you know, a drive which counts as one stroke and an iron shot which counts as two. And then you make a six because your four strokes happen between, you know, being right off the green and getting down in the hole. But I I love pulling out like an eight iron when you're just off the green and just hitting a putting Mm -hmm. stroke instead of like chipping because you're reading the green in a certain way, and you're hitting your chip like a yeah. putt. Um, I love the Texas wedge. The one thing I don't love that, that you just said that you love, I cannot stand being in the bunker. Oh, mm.
1: you gotta fall in love with that shot. And there's so much reward to mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, by no means am I saying I'm a master of bunkers, but I've convinced myself that I love it, Yeah, you know? and, and the fr- the the release and the freedom you get when you lo- you don't have the anxiety when you hit them in there, yeah. knowing that you're like, oh, this is an opportunity to hit a, mm-hmm. a bitching shot. Yeah, there there's something to that that the game really opens up. You yeah. know, and and man, there I don't think there's a better feeling than just stuffing one tight when you're in a greenside bunker <laughs> and just getting a fucking no pressure par out of it. Oh, yeah. And you're just like. That felt
0: better than a 300-yard drive. No doubt, no doubt. A 300-yard drive is so overrated. It feels good for like two seconds, but like a Sandy, you're like, you're feeling that for like two or three holes. Yeah. like, oh, remember when I made par back there? That could be a round saber. No doubt. Yeah, one Uh, time I was at uh, Newport Beach Country Club,
2: mm -hmm. just playing with one of the pros, and there's two guys standing on the green, and I'm in the bunker, I'm like, guys, I have no idea where this is gonna go, watch out. And I hit it, and it rolled right into the the hole for an eagle, so. That's the cool thing, is like you never know where mm-hmm. it's gonna go, but you mm-hmm. never feel I never feel confident over those shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know what I've realized is and we can stop talking about our own games here pretty soon <laughs> because that's a two stroke penalty in the Gillis group, is right. talk about yourself, get two strokes. Um, I've I've kind of realized like I used to say what you just said, which is hey guys look out, I've no where the, mm-hmm. where this is going. By saying that out loud, you're kind of already putting yourself Mm. in a position to hit a shit shot. Because you're like, I've already given up on this. It could go anywhere. I now have realized, I approach every shot like, I can't fucking wait to hit
1: this thing. Mm. That's the only way you can play golf. Right. You cannot play good golf unless you are, at least on the subconscious level, cocky in some sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in in a negative way. It's like, you know... You have to be confident, if, if there's any slight bit of doubt, mm-hmm. there's just, you,
0: you're, you're done. You're done, yeah, yeah. you're
1: out, it's, there's no way. At that point, you're relying on luck, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the game's hard enough. You I know. was
0: playing with him one time and I was driving it terribly and we got to like the seventh hole and I had not been in bounds for like six. And he just goes, I want you to walk up to the shot, the drive on the tee box, like you're walking into a strip club with a thousand dollars in singles and you're just ready to make it rain and you don't give a shit. And I was like, okay, I'll put myself in that mindset. Yeah. Power fade right in the middle of the fairway. You know, it's like, who cares? Just hit the damn ball. Yeah. Anyway, we're super excited to have you here. You are gonna be a great addition. Um, One thing I'm really excited about, no pressure, is you are very active on Instagram and you're a good digital creator. Uh, Dick Smith, if you're listening. Uh, Dick did a great job, but it was like, you know, he wasn't interested in like how do i put this piece of content through the confetti cannon and blast it out everywhere and that's no disrespect dick i i love you you know i love you <laughs> uh but i'm excited that like you're in this space already and you're thinking about like okay how do i get people to kind of look at this stuff because you've grown your account yeah. at patrick hardy yeah. from nothing to nine thousand. Six, 6 9,000. Oh, did he just do a little 69 for you? That could be. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Are you smoking
1: that pipe? Or are you... No, it's just uh, yeah. it's just here. Yeah. It's just... Are you drunk? It's a problem.
0: Yes. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm, definitely... are getting... I- I'm drunk. You know,
1: the last episode, your questions were pretty good. This episode, they've been slowly going downhill.
0: Well, this is what happened with Ted Sobel, is like Sobel sat on the couch for like three hours, and we like were on our second bottle of scotch, and he doesn't drink, so it was like just between two people. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. It's no disrespect to you, Patrick, but I have been drinking since 6 in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Congratulations, Hawk. Huh? Thank you. Are you drunk?
1: No, I feel great.
0: Great. On that note, um, I think we've caught everyone up on what's going on at Nation. Uh, new stuff is here. New stuff is arriving. There's Smash that like and subscribe, button. There is a tournament coming up. Uh, we have a new member on staff, Patrick Hardy. Very excited. Go follow him on Instagram, at Patrick Hardy. Um, I have a new job. It's not going to take away from this one. And. Um... Any more than it has. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hopefully. That, that's it, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah,
1: let's wrap it up. Because you know, right. you're just. You're let's go to... eat some Domino's. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. See, See you yeah. next week. Thanks. We'll fix that slice. Yeah. Thanks, Craig, for the, for the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drunk? Yes. <laughs>